Hey podcast, how's it going? Thank you for joining us this week. We have a launch hangout that we recorded live, so if you did miss the Perseverance launch or you just want to hear what it was like for us during the launch, uh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of people joined in on the chat. Thank you everyone who did that. Uh, but yeah, a quick episode this week. Uh, there's just so much going on and this was this this was a really exciting thing to happen and we've got other things happening in the next few days, you know, August 2nd, the Demo 2 astronauts Bob Bank and Doug Hurley are returning on the Dragon spacecraft. Uh, we've got the Starship SN5 uh, should be having a static fire test soon, which means it should be doing its hop soon. And there's 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 so much going on, and there's a lot of great stuff. We will get you updated on that next week. We'll also be doing a video coming out, or at least maybe going live and, and taking the supports and, and preparing our first uh, Galileo 3D printed rocket engine for the rocket project. Uh, I should be hearing back later, and if we'll be able to launch uh, in, in the hometown here, uh, we'll, we'll find out about that soon enough. But otherwise, I hope you're well. I hope you're doing good. Uh, you'll get to hear what I sound like at 7.30 in the morning. Uh, luckily, it's not too bad. I did have at least a half cup of coffee before I did that. But it was a great launch. I hope you enjoy. Have a great week. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Today in Space Pod, Twitter, Today in Space Pod, Today in Space Podcast on Facebook. That's where we're going live mostly. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're there, that's going to come out shortly. And spread the word. Spread the word. Uh, you guys have been doing that. Thank you so much. The podcast is growing. People are, are starting to listen more and more. That's all because of you. Thank you for that. Uh, and if with all the things that are happening in space, uh, I cannot press enough to go check out and listen to our Space Mix playlist on Spotify. It really is. I mean, that is every song on there has a reason to be on there. It's space. It's science. If you're excited, you want something to throw on in the background and jam make our playlist your go-to for that. And obviously if there's anything else, any other songs that are space science related, send them our way like you've been doing and we will add them to that playlist so that they'll be there for eternity. All right, folks, enjoy the episode. Spread love, spread science. See you next week. Folks, we're here. Let's switch over. I'm going to put a little volume on here. So we've got the NASA broadcast in the background. Thank you for joining us this morning. If you have any questions, please hit us up in the chat. Rick, how's it going? Thank you for joining us. So uh, it's been fun. It's been a fun morning. We've seen Tori Bruno, the CEO of the United Launch Alliance, the launch provider that's going to be launching the Mars rocket into orbit. He was rocking his uh, his handlebar mustache, which he's been he's been um, doing because he loves it, not because his wife loves it, but because he loves it. Um, <laughs> it was good to hear from him. Uh, it's an amazing thing that they've had to pull off here to make this happen with all these crazy conditions. Um, and given all of that, getting everything together, uh, here is his here is Tori Bruno's 
wonderful handlebar mustache. So I guess if, if you're new to the space industry and you're new to kind of the, the, the players involved, think of Tori Bruno as the Elon Musk of the United Launch Alliance, just as far as leadership. Um, really, um, the United Launch Alliance is kind of a combination of what... Uh, is, is a combination of different companies from, I guess you could argue, the old space uh, industry before all these private industries started happening. Um, but they're the they're kind of the well, they are the only launch provider that's qualified and certified to handle uh, this rover's nuclear energy. Because that's right, if you didn't know that, there's actually a nuclear power source for the rover. It's what's going to give it the power to sustain the trip to Mars, you know, launches successfully today. It's going to be going to uh, Mars. It's going to land February 18th, I believe was the date. Uh, middle of February at the very least. And so it needs power that whole time. And it also needs power, as much power as it can, to last uh, its mission duration uh, through, through Mars. So um, we've got... Uh, NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstine on here, so let's turn this volume up and listen in. Uh, well, there's a number of reasons, but I think the biggest thing is, uh, you know, the public wants to see the United States of America and our international partners do stunning Folks, things. if you're listening, let me know if the audio is uh, listenable, if you can hear it. And this is, this is no different. Um, so, so, look, here's the, here's the other challenging thing with Mars in general. You know, we can only go to Mars once every 26 months when, <laughs> when literally the planets are aligned. And, um, and if we miss this launch window... You know, it would cost us half a billion dollars to store this vehicle for the next two years. Um, half so a billion people. A half a billion dollars if this launch can't happen before August 15th. It's 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 absolutely insane. I mean, that's a... Uh, volume seems low. Okay, thank you, Rick. Appreciate that. Um, so basically, just what Jim was saying there, Jim Bridenstine, NASA Administrator... He was saying that if this mission doesn't happen on time and they have to store the rover because it, we can only launch to Mars every 26 months when the planets get close enough so we can send a mission with the technology we have, you know, low fuel, low energy, it would cost half a billion dollars to keep that in storage for two years so that you could launch it again. And, you know, as most government things or, or scientific missions, especially uh, NASA things, it, it's, it gets expensive. It usually will cost a little bit more then you think at half a billion dollars added on for you could argue no reason um that is a huge reason to keep going even amidst all this stuff that's going on um you know it's it's uh it's it's not easy it's not easy mark what's up man how you doing thanks for joining us now is more persevering than ever before real quick we're, we've got to launch a course counting down how are you feeling uh, well, nervous as always. This is a, a lot of money at the top of a rocket, and of course, not just the money, but uh, the the entire life's work of so many, you know, thousands of people. So, um, look, it's uh, it's going to be a good day. We're knocking on wood, uh, but it's but it's going to be a good day for NASA. Thank you very much for being here, Jim. Appreciate always. it. Thank you. you All right. Thank you so much. All right, folks. So we're going to keep this on uh, Mars Perseverance again. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. Uh, Mars Perseverance, it, it looks very, very similar. You can see, well, they had the uh, the model here uh, up front, but it looks very, very similar 
to the Mars Curiosity rover. If you guys want to learn more about how this rover is different and and really kind of the history of rovers on Mars and, and even why this mission is happening, what they're going to do, we did a podcast, a companion podcast for this mission. Uh, it's two episodes ago, episode 209, if you want to listen to that. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find your podcasts. Uh, it's a good 20, 30-minute episode if you want to learn this because we've got time. You know, this isn't launching until February. So that's that's when we're going to find out uh, that it landed and that everything is successful. In the meantime, we're making our own rockets. I don't know if you guys have been following along, but we have our Galileo rocket uh, that we've been designing, thanks to all of you. And uh, we, we have designed the first piece. So uh, basically what, what we were trying to figure out here was if we look at, uh, here's a Falcon 9 uh, model that I have as a uh, model rocket. Basically what happens is you, you have some kind of a mount Sometimes, especially for these rockets, it's a metal clip that you actually attach the rocket motor to. Um, and, and, you know, that's okay, but I, I wanted us to do something a little bit more. And so what we did, thanks to uh, your help here, um, is design our first uh, 3D printed model rocket stand. So this is the Galileo rocket stand. Uh, it's just 3D printed right now. I'll show it a little bit closer here so you can see. So basically the idea here is that this bottom piece threads into the bottom of this and you load the rocket motor in this little hole here which then closes the rocket in there and then we can replace that per per launch and the idea is that it would go into the bottom of our 3D printed rockets. So we are in uh, conversation with our local uh, administrators, people that work for the town to figure out where and when we can launch. Um, we have a local airport, so uh, most of the town is a no-fly zone. <laughs> so uh, we're figuring that out, but I've started making connections, getting out there, talking to people. Um, let's see what we got in the chat here. Thanks, everybody. Hey, John, how are you doing? Um, Rick says, I was surprised to see that Mars rover is still alive and kicking. How long do they expect this rover to last? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, so, Mars rovers have actually done a really good time, especially NASA's rovers, uh, because we just have the longest list of rovers on Mars, uh, have really done a great job. Sojourner was the first rover uh, that was... Uh, that lasted a little while, um, about a month, I believe it was, uh, but not too long. It was the first test. They were just proving it out. Uh, Spirit ended up getting its wheels stuck, and they had to uh, turn that down. That was part of the Mars rover, uh, Mars uh, Exploration Rovers, MER, Spirit and Opportunity. Opportunity lasted until uh, a few years ago. It, it, it lasted a really long time. Curiosity that launched in 2012 is still kicking right now. So that one's gone eight years or so at this point. So maybe seven, because I think it landed in 2013. Um, Check, definitely check that out, but um, they expect this to, to last as long as they can. I don't know what the actual duration is, but it's it's built on the same principles as Curiosity, so you can expect it to last as long as Curiosity would. Um, actually, there's some good info that's going to be here from the Mars team. It's like a lot of work to put stuff together in order to keep momentum going, to keep people working safely, keep them healthy, and to keep the project uh, on schedule. There's no doubt that working in isolation, not virtual isolation, but in physical isolation from everyone else, is a challenge. 
hard for me. I have two young kids. Sometimes I, I'm not able to focus or listen probably as well as I would want to. A lot of our work the other was thing here. in the clean room anyways, but that meant that even before we entered the clean room, we had to find ways of ensuring that uh, we were not putting ourselves or others at risk. We're sending Corona to Mars. Most of the time for these missions, our relation with the spacecraft customer is good morning, John. Important. So usually we're able to be here working beside them on their equipment and making sure that all of their needs are covered even before they ask for it. It, it is a challenge, but we're used to needing unique requirements here at the hangar, and we pride ourselves in our flexibility. This is just another mission, just with a different set of obstacles that we have to overcome. It might not be, you know, like a broken rocket, but it's... <laughs> It's got its own challenges. Our job is to go into the unknown. And this is just another example of the unknown. How to make this job happen when you're doing it largely through a computer screen. I asked the team a couple months ago if they would like to do something to kind of symbolize and mark these challenges that we faced. And they designed something that we called a COVID-19 perseverance plate that's now fixed to the port side of the rover. It has a globe representing all of us that face this challenge together. The spacecraft leaving uh, the Earth on its way to Mars. And all of this supported by the now familiar staff and servant of the medical community. And we hope that this mission, in some small way, can inspire them in return. Pretty much everybody that I've talked to that's associated with the mission has, has said the same thing. Which is, you could not have come up with a better name than Perseverance. We had to persevere through this. Nobody's given up. We will get this mission done. We will get it done through the pandemic. I think it now is its a really important symbol of humanity hopefully persevering through this great challenging time that we have right now. Man, did I like we that. appreciate that team as well as the medical community. That, really that was awesome. Um, and that really is the story of, of this mission, guys. I mean, launching the space is already hard enough, and the fact that they were able to do this at the level that they were able to is just amazing. It's a big congratulations to everybody, uh, the NASA team, JPL, uh, the Perseverance team, the United Launch Alliance that's that's helping this happen. Oh, we've got the two students that helped name Perseverance and Ingenuity. So yeah, so we've got two the, the two students that named both the Perseverance rover and the Ingenuity copter um, are there. I mean, how awesome is that, right? You get to win a contest online and then boom, you're there at the launch to see it. You've got the vehicle assembly building behind you. Um, they're at that press site, which I've been to, which is awesome. Um, it really is. If you ever get a chance to go and take that tour, please go. If you can see a rocket launch, please go. It's so much of an experience that you can't capture. I mean, it, it would it would take VR to go to a completely different level uh, for you to gain all the feedback that you get from a launch, the sound, the literal feeling of the atmosphere just getting ripped apart by that by those rocket engines. Um, it's it's wild. So so if you if if you can go 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 when uh, I, I mean I don't know when it's gonna happen. I don't even know the next time we're gonna go see a rocket launch, but I know there are definitely people uh, going to this launch. A lot of my uh, space friends online, a good amount of them are there today. Uh, so I wish them all the luck seeing this launch. Um, 
yeah, so we've got, look, six minutes and 20 seconds to launch. If you guys have any questions, if you want to say hi, um, feel free to hit me up in the chat here. I'm going to uh, realign here and have some caffeine because uh, it's, it's still early. ALC, verified T0 is set for 11.50 Zulu. So 11.50 Alright, so uh, one of the things I want to talk about, and I don't know if you guys have been following this, but uh, now, b before I say this, I have to preface this, because we've got five and a half minutes. Have you guys been following all the the proof of aliens or, or, or recent talk about alien life? Uh, you know, obviously it stems back to Bob Lazar and Area 51 and, and George Knapp, who was the investigative reporter. Uh, the journalist over in in uh, Nevada who who was who started that story, um, and granted, there's not much on it, but the fact that the fact that there are the government went out and released even just the idea that there are these craft that were taken and were put to the side um, and worked on or reverse engineered. Even that that just leaked out is such a big thing. I mean, obviously we had the Pentagon uh, releasing the now declassified images of those UFOs, the the Tic Tac UFOs, if you will. Um, there's a lot on it. What I would recommend, if you're interested in that at all, um, there is definitely a uh, there is a Netflix documentary that's really good. Um, also, if you listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, he's had all of those people on there, um, but. I will I will move away from the alien stuff because it's really if we talk about that ladder of ideas, man, that's very low. There's not there's not much evidence, but it's fun to think about. Rick, you got a question here. Okay, uh, talk more about the copter. Okay, uh, I'm getting I'm getting the uh, the cane for uh, for for alien talk. So uh, the copter. Um, so the copter is a is a is a little helicopter designed by the JPL team to fly in the thinner atmosphere of Mars. Uh, we, we dove into it a little bit more in that companion podcast, but it's a, it's a tech demonstration. I mean, this is the first time that any helicopter will fly on another alien planet. Um, and basically what they have to do, they, they were testing this inside of a chamber that was simulating the Martian atmosphere. It was, and they were, it's really cool. There's, a, there's video out there of their tests and you can see them progressively get more control with their helicopter. The first time they did it, I mean, the, the, the fans were moving just too fast. Um, the, the helicopter was really, really tough to control. And by the end of it, on all that testing, you could see that they really do have this insane control. So what they're going to do when they get to Mars, first they have to land, which is a, a crazy feat in itself. They have this sky crane that's going to have the rover on top. It's going to release it, same way Curiosity landed. Crane's going to come in, and just like... <laughs> Just like the goblin, the Green Goblin in Spider-Man um, is going to have this hovercraft put tether down on this rope, the rover, have it touch down while the while the boosters are firing, and then release and, and fly off in a completely different direction. 
Um, once that happens and the rover gets out and they start testing the abilities, they will actually take the helicopter out and place it on the ground. And that's when they do startup. They try and make sure that the battery can survive the, the, the harsh cold, the kind of the temperature changes. You know, the hottest it gets on Mars is, I think, 80 degrees Fahrenheit, which is what, what it is here um on in florida for launch today so that's that's the hottest it gets on mars and it gets much much colder there so um, even though it is red it's 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 not a warm place to be so they got to make sure those batteries survive and then once they can get all those startup things to happen then they'll start they'll start their first hop if that first hop is successful they spend the next i believe it's 30 days doing as many tests as they can um which is very exciting um I hope that covers it for you. Again, the, the companion podcast, listen to that. Uh, that's episode 209 of, of Today in Space. Uh, but the other thing, too, here that's that I think is really, really impressive from a rover standpoint, Curiosity had the ability to um, to maneuver and had, had the, the best wheels that we know so far um, to able to, to hold up to the terrain. But more importantly than that, Perseverance has a computer on board where it's going to be able to make decisions on its own has a da- database of things that are safe, things that are unsafe over all the years that we've we've gone with Mars. Um, and it's going to be able to make decisions on its own, which means we're going to do be able to do more. Uh, but we're at uh, 109. Let's get into the launch countdown here. Weather was good. Um, everything is, everything's looking good. Here we go. Range green. That's good to hear, Joshua. Right there, there. public safety there is accounted for. The Space Force is handling the uh, the uh, the, the launch area and then making sure everything goes well. Go Space Force. If there were wind, the trail that, of that venting, so uh, we're yeah. ready to go. And actually, that's an important point. The reason we don't see that Able venting is the vent valves have been locked up to put flight pressure. Into and just so you guys know, the uh, there will be no landing recovery. The Atlas V, although it's a great rocket, cannot be recovered. Uh, it's type of these old type old style rockets. Still, still good though. Status check. Go Atlas. Go Centaur. Go Mars 2020. Let's do go. it. You're ready to go lift off this morning, Joshua. Eight, seven, six. Here we go, five, people. Four. Engine ignition. Two. One. Zero. We lit this candle, baby. Let's go. All right, Atlas V has launched. All right, folks, so you can see those two side boosters strapped to the Atlas V there on the side. Those will get depleted and uh, get jettisoned at some point here during launch after they've uh, gotten rid of all the fuel, gotten the thrust they need out of this thing, and they dump it so that they're lighter so the remaining fuel can still put that rocket into orbit. All right. So again, throttling down. See, see the. Okay. So do you see the 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 sound barrier get broken there? That's why they throttle down. They throttle down because they're pushing against the atmosphere. And if they kept that rocket at full blast, it would rip that thing apart. It would get it destroyed. So I know I, I get very excited about Max Q. It's, it's it's it is the point. The really one of the toughest points you've got to get through. Uh, but honestly, I'm I'm seeing some great views here from from uh, NASA they've really stepped up their game and their their camera tracking and I'm not sure who's in charge of that whether it's NASA or the ULA since it is their rocket 
At this time in flight, the SRB chamber pressures remain nominal. The RD-180 pump speed and fuel injector pressures are responding well to demands on the engine. Alright, that's Stand good. Stand by for SRB burnout shortly. Alright, so essentially everything's looking good. Uh, the rocket is still going through. Everything looks nominal, as they say. Nominal for anyone that's just brand new to that. That just means it's working like it should. Alright, folks. Things are looking good. We're almost at two minutes into launch here. 27 miles have, downrange. Uh, good indication of SRB jettison of all four SRBs. All right, so those four side boosters have now been jettisoned. Vehicle body rates are responding normally at this time. But yeah, John, no, it is crazy. It pretty much is an autonomous rover, which is really, really crazy. Uh, it's it's a whole next step above from what we've done in the past. And coming up on two and a half minutes into flight, uh, the RD-180 has throttled down slightly, as expected. Engine response continues to look good. At this time, the vehicle is uh, 50 miles in altitude, uh, 85 miles downrange, traveling at 6,000 miles per hour. 6,000 miles per hour. Th this is this is from a from a because I'm a science communicator. I have to talk about this, but from a communication standpoint, I'm not sure what this view does for us as viewers. Like what. How does this relate the fact that this is going 6,000 miles per hour? Is there a way for this uh, broadcast to portray more of the, the, the scale and the insanity of what this launch is? I think so. This view, this is a great view. I would argue this should have been on even earlier, but that's just me. That's just me. I think SpaceX is at the top of their game as far as getting a broadcast that really translates well for what's happening. So fairings have deployed. The rover and the second stage is now exposed to space. It's out there. Um, and basically from here on out, what we're looking for is um, acquisition that the Mars rover has a signal, that it's feeding back from space. But... Um, that also may not happen, which is fine. Uh, the rover may not be ready to talk to us yet, but that's that's okay. Um, but essentially, here we're we're still having the Atlas V booster. Okay, so uh, what's happening now is it seems that there's okay. So main engine cutoff, which is we're looking down the main engine to the bottom of the rocket here. That's going to cut off here shortly, and from the sounds of it, I think. I think they are warming up uh, the different parts here that are going to be exposed to space so that they can operate normally. So there's an actual operation where they actually warm that up. But here's our first stage. Yeah, I agree, John. They do. They have the best audio and the best visual. Um, that's SpaceX for launches. This is a great view. We need more of this. Why, so why is that camera better than the one that's on the side of the rocket? Is it a cost issue? Is it, is it just that they are stuck in their old ways? I don't know what it is, but um, it's really hard to uh, it's really hard to argue when when you've we've gotten spoiled by what SpaceX has offered. 
uh, as a visual presentation. So it's pretty exceptional footage there. That's live video. Uh, we will see that switch over shortly into an animation that kind of helps let us know what's happening with the rocket. But right there, uh, a beautiful liftoff. Uh, fun to feel that rumble in the building here as we proceed towards uh, orbit and then towards uh, Mars destination. Yeah, absolutely. It was great uh, watching an on-time liftoff of the Atlas V. And that's it, folks. We've, we've got launch of our rover. Mars Perseverance, uh, against all odds, has now gone into orbit. Um, it is still, there's another burn that we're, they're going to have to do today. I have to uh, get on with my day here, but I'm really glad that we all had a chance to, to hang out and, and talk. And thank you guys for hitting me up in the chat. We will keep you updated at Today in Space Podcast on Facebook, Today in Space Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and of course, todayinspace.net is our website if you'd like to check that out. Uh, Today in Space on TikTok as well. We're, we're going to be talking about this. We've got uh, until um, February, basically, is, is when this mission is going to get to Mars. So we have a really long time to talk about what's involved, uh, potentially reach out to some of these scientists involved and engineers and talk about their perspective. If you know anyone that you want me to talk to specifically, please let me know. Please reach out. Uh, and, and if, you know... I hope you're well. I just, do what you need to do for your own sanity and for your own health. Uh, please take care of yourself, not only in body but in mind. Uh, the the two work together. Uh, really, really. That's that, that's it. I just I hope you. I, I wish you well. If uh, you need someone to talk to, reach out. Um, you're here in our community. We appreciate you. Spread love. Spread science. Be well. Long life. Live long and prosper. And uh, we will see you for another episode of Today in Space. Good luck, Perseverance Rover, on the rest of your mission. See you.